Uh, go ahead and sure. Yeah, is this okay? Test, 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 test. A little higher for you. I remember actually you had one of the more powerful voices when you came into the studio. Yes, I tend to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this should be just fine. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, where we share the stories of people living in Taiwan. I'm Trevor Tordomasi, and joining me in the studio today is Liam Fanning, a local thespian and organizer of the upcoming Taipei Shorts Five, or V, if you want to say it that way. The fifth installment of a series of short theater plays, lovingly crafted by the local performance community. Liam, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, first off, right into it.、Uh, can you tell us about Taipei Shorts, what it is, and what's going on? Sure. So Taipei Shorts is a theater festival performed this time bilingually. What it is is、uh, several different one-act plays, which are written. Directed and performed and produced as well by people who live here in Taipei or other parts of Taiwan. So they're presented all together in one night of、uh, lots of fun. Uh, bilingual too.、Yes. So does that mean you have the subtitles or surtitles going on this time? So yeah, I don't know which to call them, sub or sur, <laughs> right? Because so, but yes, we <laughs> do have titles right、time. over the actors' faces. They,、uh, they're supposed <laughs> to be right above the actors' heads. So、okay. I don't know. Yeah, super titles, I guess. So oh, super I can't wait till we get some holograms going on. You just、right. have the subtitles over each person's head. Yeah, that would make、bubbles. that would make work permits a lot easier, right? Because <laughs> you never know like who's an actor and who's a hologram. Right? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, I would love that. But yes,、yeah, so it will be bilingual. So we have six plays performing in English and. Two performing in Mandarin,、mm-hmm. but whichever language the play is not performing in will be translated and projected onto the stage for people to read in real time. So it'll be totally bilingual. Okay, that is awesome.、Um, so can you kind of? I mean, there's eight plays this year. You yes.、Said? Okay, so that's a lot of plays. But can you run us through maybe some of the the, the plays, their names, or what's going on? Sure. So、um, the plays this year, there's a list of eight. I won't go through the whole list today, but we've got a bunch of different selections. So, for example, we've got some more modern pieces, which are more abstract and absurd, that take、uh, the point of view of like、uh, a cat, which is one of them. There's some that explore maybe the relationship between two friends. There's some that are more about the relationship between parents and children, or、um, young adults coming into their own life. There's also a few that tackle Like bigger issues such as like romantic relationships, and then、uh, like romantic relationships and their place in our world, right? Like how important should we、um, think about them, as well as kind of our relationship with culture broadly, both、uh, culture in terms of geography, but also in terms of. Maybe stories that we continually tell each other over and over again, the weight of those, and and things like that. What I really like to do in these kind of shows, I really like to be able to have different genres represented. So to have some that are pretty realistic and you know focus on like the human element, and then to just completely contrast that with a more absurd piece is always something I really like to do.、Mm. Um, can you walk us through the process of putting these plays together? It's a long process. You have、mm. directors,、uh, writers, and actors. How, how do, where does it start? Sure. So the first thing we usually do is start with the writers' call. So we get writers to submit. This time we were lucky enough to get like three hundred percent of what we really needed. So、okay. it was really cool to be able to like r- like really sift through and sit with these pieces. And I gotta say, I think that the pieces that were submitted this time were just of very high quality. So just generally across the board. So you guys got like twenty four plays. Coming in, yeah, and then, at least that, yeah. And then when, uh, when, how early do you start before? Like, if this、uh, this event is happening in November, right? So you guys started how? how I forget、year? when we put out the writing call, like for when we picked the plays, but I believe it was like maybe February or March that we were selecting、okay. the plays. Yeah, so it was quite early. So we picked those plays, we reach out to the、um, playwrights, and then once we get all that sorted out, then we start the search for directors. It's always kind of a little bit difficult to pair directors with things because.
because directors are kind of the people that bring the artistic vision. They're kind of the driver of the whole rehearsal process. So it's important to find people that are able to work with us, right, that work within our system, but then also to find people like matching the play and the playwright and the director together is also a very delicate matter, right? You want to be able to make sure that the playwright, especially if they are not directing or they don't have a, a specific director in mind, that they feel comfortable and accommodated enough. So that that takes place probably like March to April. And then we had our auditions at the end of May. Mm-hmm. So that's when we get the actors in, we make selections, we send out messages being like, oh, would you like to be in the play and everything like that. So probably around the last weekend of May, the first weekend of June was when all of that was set. So, and basically from that point on, that's when the plays mm-hmm. rehearse, right? Practice, so practice, they start practice. to practice. That was also summer summer vacation, right, for a lot of people. So a lot of people went away, so it was like, you know, logistical balancing and everything like that. So, Mm. And at that point, each of the eight plays uh, practices individually. So it's really kind of an opportunity for people to just go, you know, deep into what they want to do, kind of create what they want, and then at the end we come back together and are able to share with one another what we've come up with in in the form of the show. Okay, that is awesome. Uh, Last year you came in to talk about Taipei Shorts 4. These are really big projects, so one Taipei Shorts per year seems like a pretty good pace. Um, how do you feel Taipei Shorts has uh, has evolved over the years, if it has? I think previously I was kind of holding off from being like, oh, this is a yearly thing because I, I had kind of held out hope that maybe we would be able to pick up the pace a little bit more. But I think that in order to ensure quality, it's okay to take, a, you know, give ourselves a little bit more time. And if we start to do it on a yearly basis, it gives us a, a lot more um, consistency in that way. Because when the project started, when I wasn't the role that I'm in now. I was just an actor in the first show. And that show was kind of, it came together just out of people's just love of theater and wanting to preserve this sense of community that they had. And, you know, this is the fifth one. So people have like expectations coming in, or maybe they've seen a previous one and they're, they're looking for something new. Just, I think that the overall value of the show with each passing layer that we build on top of is allowed to be a little bit more more um, polished, professional, value-added, that kind of thing. Yeah, and from six plays last year to eight this year, uh, you're also adding more. Do you feel like you have approached uh, new subject matter, or have you seen writing styles or performances, directing styles maybe change over the years? I don't know if I would say writing styles have changed. I think that it's really cool that we have a lot more, like this time we've had a lot more submissions than we've had before, so just the pool to select from was just much larger. Like there's always the topics that people kind of perennially come back to, such as like romance or relationships with parents and children. Um, and then people really like to laugh, like create situations that are just kind of funny or, or ridiculous in that way. So those are kind of just evergreen type of topics. But then this time we had a few different selections that had to do with like the pandemic and people's reaction to that. Um, I think technology is a topic that people like to um, discuss as, I mean, you were in a show about that, right? Tech- right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. I, I wanted to focus a little bit on the relationships and the human element and pick plays that just had something interesting to say and, and stood out out from one another. And uh, what has been the most difficult aspect of, of organizing? Has it been the people leaving for summer or has it been just like once you let these people go to sort of work on their plays and come back, what's the experience like trying to put everything back together afterwards? Mm, right. So I think that um, a big thing that I've run into like logistically is kind of the venue, work permits, like, getting everybody all on the same page because in order to make a project like, and most of the people that we work with are not professional actors. So they might have professional experience. They might have be like professional quality. I'm not commenting on 
on anybody's artistic ability. But we aren't a theater company in the traditional sense. We're a mm. theater uh, collective or ensemble. But a lot of people that we work with are also doing. They're doing this as a side project or a passion project. So we have to balance with their other parts of their life, be it family or work obligations. So that's been a big hurdle. And then I think, especially as the closer and closer we get, people. I mean, we're artists, right? I I, I have experienced this as well myself. I think that people have a lot of ideas about how they want it to be. You know, mm. like they if they're going to be seen and I guess assessed or judged by an audience, right? They want to make sure that it's their best work, highest quality work. So it's sometimes you have to find that core of like, what are you really looking for? Like people come into this with this passion that's really mo moving them forward. You should expect passionate people. So I yeah, think that exactly. it's kind of a an interesting uh, dynamic. Yeah, and I mean, this is a, a, a meeting of... of so many passionate people. Wait, how many people are involved with the uh, Taipei Shorts this year again? So for the full thing, it's upwards of 40 people this year. Okay. So that's including playwrights, directors, producers, and all the actors. But I think actors, I think we have 31. Oh, so like yeah. nine writers and directors. Oh, yeah. There's a uh, lot of people. Yeah. And that's including me, too. So like, but it, it's a bunch of different people, each of whom bring their own perspective. So, I mean, any even, even if everybody's on their best behavior, that still presents a big big hurdle right it's so many people yeah, yeah. right and that's not that's only our end that's not like the venue or anybody else who's involved in this process you know audience members m people who help with marketing um or producers or things like that so yeah it's just a lot of people yeah what has been some of Taipei Short's greatest successes over the years that you've seen? Okay, I'm going to be really sappy and cheesy here, okay. but I think the biggest successes are when it's like there's somebody, maybe somebody who's introduced to theater for the first time or maybe reintroduced after a, an extended break kind oh, yeah. of thing. People who are able to re-enter in this way because like, oh, they thought they had to give it up because of maybe a language barrier or, you know, factors in their life that like exclude them or maybe they've just never had the bravery or the courage to do it and then they felt, oh, well, maybe I'll give this a try and then they are... They love it, right? And then I think that a time when the audience leaves and they, you know, something that they saw resonated with them. I think that because each play is its own little slice of perspective or or somebody's artistic vision, that I think that any time that if it resonates with an audience, then it's a good thing. I'm really proud of all the work that everybody's done to make this possible. Like this is Taipei Shorts 5 and we, you know, we have this number on it because we are really the product of all that people who have come before us have built. And the goal is to make it even more and more um, professional until eventually, hopefully, we'll have something that we can be completely self-sustainable. Because we've been scaling up, right? We have more playwrights, more directors, more plays, more actors. The space that we're, the deal that we have with the space is a lot more formalized. Um, so so all of these things are value adds long term, in my view. Um, and I think I'm hopeful that if we can build in some more consistency and sustainability, that we can build something that hopefully by the time that somebody if somebody else comes to Taiwan in the future, now that our borders are opening up soon. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that I hope that this is a little bit more of a landing pad than maybe I had when I arrived. But it really is. Uh, I mean, it's keeping uh, like the tagline says, keeping English theater uh, alive in Taiwan, as well as uh, sort of in incorporating Taiwan's local culture with the English theater. Right. Actually, we've updated the tagline. So that okay. was that was the previous tagline, right? So I think at the time when uh, Taipei Shorts kind of ca first came to be, that was a big goal, keeping English theater alive in Taiwan. But so I think that moving forward, I kind of am looking for something that's a lot more inclusive or pluritative in, in the way, like I think keeping English theater alive is is kind of a good goal, but I want it to kind of be a little bit more holistic. So we changed it this time to uh, global theater, local talent. 
Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah that I like nice. that a lot. I think that ultimately, I think a cool thing that I would like to have in the future is beyond just being bilingual, but multilingual, right? There's so many languages spoken here in Taiwan that mm. I think if people have their own, you know, showcase of that, like Cantonese theater, Hakka theater, uh, Hokkien theater, or even like indigenous languages of Taiwan or um, Southeast Asian languages, right, that are here, I think that it's important to have a space for that if they're willing to have that. So mm. I think with that goal in mind, we're kind of trying to move forward and be a little bit more um, holistic while, I mean, saving a place for English for sure. We have six English plays. There's no, there's definitely, you know, English theater is alive and well in Taiwan. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's room at the table for even more than that too. And that's what my goal is. And especially when you get the, uh, when we get the, the chat bubble hologram technology to hover over people's heads. Yes. You can I have mean, any language. Yeah, you want. really. <laughs> yeah. Just do it in code, right? JavaScript. So I just, yeah. So I'm really excited that uh, this play has people from five different continents. So apologies to Antarctica and Australia. Right. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody from Australia is interested, we would love to have all six populated continents uh, mm -hmm. in the next show. So that'd be great. Type of short six, six continents, right? And a penguin. Yeah, and a pe yeah, yeah, one penguin, right? <laughs> so that would be, I'm really, really proud of that. And I think it speaks to the global presence of the city of Taipei and Taiwan as, as a country. So I think that in general, I think that Taiwan is such a diverse place. And so it's really nice to be able to scratch at capturing some of that diversity on stage and in our art um, and offering that to, you know, like Taipei is a global audience. So offering global content to a global audience is something I'm really excited about. So uh, obviously this one is already set to happen, but it just sort of like jumping on it, if anyone wants to get involved with Taipei Shorts in the future, do you see yourself doing Taipei Shorts 6? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. If they'll have me, right? Yeah. Like as, yeah. Long, as, long as, uh, as long as there if are- If you get reelected. Yeah. Okay. As long as there are stages for me to perform on, I would like to do performances, right? Okay, so yeah. how um, should people expect to get involved in the future? Sure. So the best way to get in touch with us is either through email or social media, taipeishorts at gmail.com. So um, that's a great way to directly communicate with us and express your interest. So yeah, we're always looking for more people. And if we don't have an opportunity right when somebody's looking for it we like we would be able to send information about like oh what what are you interested in like what role or position are you kind of looking for like this is our next opportunity for that um well this is all sounds uh friggin fantastic uh when can people expect to see these plays and where Sure. So our performance dates will be November 11th through the 20th. Those two weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday and Saturday shows will be at 7.30. Sunday, the shows are at 2.30. All the plays are at the Playground Theater, Nansuan Juchang, which is right across the street from Taipei 101. So it's a big difference from our previous locations. We've been at... Uh, formerly the Red Room. Then we were at Furen University. The last time we were at 2-3 Comedy. Th big thank you to all of our previous venues for all of their uh, support in the past. And so this is a new venue, a new uh, cooperation that we've had mm. with them. So um, I'm very optimistic because I've seen a lot of great theater done there already. Like I, I feel very honored to be on the same stage as some of the other shows that have performed there. And I think that it's just like a great opportunity to give people, you know, more central location and I, I, I just at least, I, at least more space, right? Yeah, more yeah, space. Yeah. It's I just think that there's a lot more that we can offer in a space like that. Mm. Yeah. And right across from the 101, can't miss it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like giving people directions, get to 101, cross the street. Like that's, that's literally how you get <laughs> Which there. Which one? Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, well, uh, thank you to all of the people who have put uh, their heart and soul into uh, these projects for Taipei Shorts and all the Taipei Shorts throughout history. And if you're listening and you want to get involved in Taipei Shorts in the future, just like Liam said, um, you can check the Taipei Shorts Facebook page or email them at Taipei, what was it again? Taipei Shorts at gmail.com. You can also follow us at Taipei Shorts on Instagram. And if you want to read more about the plays, the, it's available at our ticketing site, our ticketing link, or our Facebook or Instagram um, to get more details about that. Okay. And uh, thank you, of course, to you for coming in the studio today. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to you, the listener. And if you enjoy Taiwan Talk, you can listen to all our full-length episodes wherever you normally find podcasts. And if you enjoy Taiwan Talk, you can help by telling a friend. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Until next time, I'm Trevor Tortomasi on ICRT FM 100. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese, and EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.